Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu rasulullah. We've been talking about some of the different questions that people come up with, and hopefully that we have some decent answers. And I responded a minute ago saying that I now am qualified to answer any question on Islam. And I saw the faces of the brothers and sisters, I'm thinking, hmm, they're wondering, where is this guy getting off of that? Well, try me, any question, any question in Islam. And somebody could come and say, well, okay, in this issue of, for instance, wudu, and I'm traveling, and if this happens or that happens, and I'm here or I'm there, and the water is so-and-so and such-and-such, well, what's the answer? And I say, I don't know. And they say, well, wait a minute. A minute ago you said you could answer anything. I said, I did. answered you, didn't I? I don't know. That's the answer. And in Islam, that's a legitimate answer. When you don't know, you say, I don't know, and you get a reward for that. So now I found out how I can answer every single question about Islam. And by the way, about 99% are going to be the same answer. <laughs> Speaking of questions and answers, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this one before, but it's pretty famous amongst the Arabs, that when you go to the sheikh and you ask a question, and then he says, this has two answers. When he says this has two answers, Already you're going, what? How does it have two answers to one question? Well, he gives you the answer. And then if you start getting upset, he goes, no, okay, okay. But the other answer. <laughs> so this has two answers. And the first one is, I don't know. And the second one is, I'm sure I don't know. <laughs> but to come back now to the subject which we, you brought up just now in regard to explaining al-jihad. We have a CD out here. It's called the J-word. The J standing for the word jihad. Actually, what I'd like to call your attention to is in the Quran itself, the subject doesn't really come up calling it jihad. It's mentioned in Quran, but the main subject that is being dealt with, especially the objections that the non-Muslims will have or the complaints that they're going to have and they're going to bring up are in regard to verses of the Quran that are not actually dealing with the subject of jihad, they're dealing with the subject of kital. So that's what it says. It says kital, and in the way that it begins, they'll say, well, why in the Quran does it say, kill them wherever you find them? Slaughter them wherever you find them. That's uh, an expression, but it's a very old expression taken out of context today in English. The actual Arabic doesn't say that. But to read it in context, and that's one of the things we've been saying over and over, you have to keep everything in context. It's in Surah Baqarah. It's ayah number 191. If you read only that, then you would find it said, وَقْتُلُهُمْ حَيْثُ فَقِفْتُهُمْ You're right. فَقِفْتُمُهُمْ The point that I'm trying to make here is the first word is kital, a form of the word katala, kat or kital, but it doesn't say yukatilu. It says waktuluhum. Now, for those who don't know what it means, you're going, and I don't get it. It means to kill, but it's a special word and as implication here that is not going down the street with an automatic weapon popping people as they stick their heads up. And it's not putting bombs on you or somebody else and blowing people away. It is not what it means. 
And the word is not slaughter in the Arabic language. Slaughter actually, when we say slaughter in English, this is the biha. This is the biha. This is what you do to the animal. Bismillah, Allahu Akbar. That's the biha. And also, even if you read this in Arabic, you have to read it in context and you have to go two ayahs back and read it. A'udhu billahi min shaitanir rajeem. Yasalunaka anil ahilla. It's saying they're asking you about the moons. Now what in the world does moons have to do with killing anybody? Because what it is, it's a group of questions that have been brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him. The Muslims are asking about the moons. Should we look at the moons for this or that? Because some people use superstitions about it. But it's clarifying that these moons, the signs of the new moons, are for you to keep up with what month it is. Especially to be able to know when is Ramadan and to know when is the time for the Hajj. And now in relationship to this Hajj, that's what's actually coming up in a minute. But before it goes to the subject of Hajj, well, actually, it does mention the Hajj in there before it's the next subject. It's another question comes, though. How about entering the doors of your houses through the back instead of the front? Is that more pious? And Allah said, no, it's not. It was a superstition they had. If I go through the back door, I'm more religious. And they said, no. Go through the doors by the normal way. Allah is answering that question. And now when it comes to this subject, they're asking also about this kital. And the verse that comes before that, before the one that I just quoted to you, is actually 190. And it says, وَقَاتِلُوا فِيسَّ الَّذِينَ يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ وَلَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُؤْتَدِينَ Close enough? We got a reciter here. I got to be careful. I make one mistake. Now, this means what? Again, if you look to the English translation with the Maurit or dictionary, you're going to get this idea of killing. But it isn't because it's very clear because it has this limit. It's having a limit here. Something very important. It says the meaning and engage with them in combat deadly combat mortal combat just as they are engaging you in mortal combat unless they stop but if they stop then you have to stop because if you read the rest of that next verse that I was coming to you find it says that if you don't stop then you become the oppressor and in this case Allah doesn't love the oppressors so this is important to know that a word that's used here and in another place in the Quran talking about for them to continue this until Islam is established. Some people said that means to fight people and kill them until they enter Islam. Again, that's not right because just a mere 60 verses later the subject is going to come up and say La ikraha fideen. That there is no compulsion and are you going to say the Quran contradicted itself? I don't think so. This is not a contradictory verse. It's saying until Islam is established so that Muslims can practice it. Muslims are free to practice their religion. That's it. And when it's free for people to practice Islam, propagate Islam, then that's it. But if they're causing not difficulty, not trials, the word in Arabic is fitna. 
Fitna. Allah is talking about fitna until there's no more fitna. What is fitna? These people have come in, and you got to know the story. They came into the houses of the Muslims and expelled them and threw them out into the desert to die. That's what they did. That happened in Mecca. They kicked them out and they lived in the desert for over two years. Then they migrated to Medina and they were a total of 13 years and were never allowed to fight back. That's a long time. And they took a lot of guff. They took a lot of abuse, punishment. They were aggressively persecuted and even killed. The first martyr in Islam was a woman who just because she said La ilaha illallah, they killed her. And then her husband tortured them and killed them, trying to get them to come back to their idolatry. And their son had to watch the whole thing because they were doing the same to him. And they almost killed him as well. That's the story of uh, Amr ibn Yasif and his parents, Sumaya and Yasir. So this is something very serious. How come we're not allowed to fight back in this kind of a case? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what he created. Nobody had to reveal anything to the Arabs of the Arabian Peninsula to teach them how to fight. Look through the history. Arabs have always known how to fight. Always. Go back even to the Old Testament in the Israeliad and read the stories and you'll see Arabs always knew how to fight. They're born with a rock in their hand. They're ready to go to war, man. And there was a 40-year war in Arabia over a camel race and they killed each other in two different tribes for 40 years. But Islam came and stopped all of that. Allah doesn't like this senseless and needless abuse and murder. Innocent people are never to be killed. We know that. And so, after this 13 year cleanup process if you will when Islam is now established in the hearts of the people they're understanding what real leadership is now they're told to go forth and engage in combat combat those who combat you take back your property you didn't want to read that part of it because it says right in here and you get your property back you occupy what was taken away from you? If they drove you out of your land, you drive them back out of there and go back and get your land back. Is that what it says or not? And if they stop, you have to stop. You cannot go beyond these limits. Allah does not love the transgressors. Now, is that clear enough? So, in the word fitna is used here, I'm going to ask you a question. On September 11th, when those buildings were falling down and people were dying, which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, 493 of those people who died were Muslims out of the 2,900 and some people that died. One-fourth of them were Muslims. So nobody's more sad than we are about this subject. We don't need to come and apologize for you killing us. Sorry. But for sure, just to make sure you understand, Islam does not endorse and never has, never will endorse any kind of terrorism because it's right here in this book saying it's forbidden. What you're supposed to do is retaliate against terrorism. The fitna of those buildings coming down, is, isn't that a fitna? Yes or no? Is that an apt description of the word? So if you have this kind of fitna going on, you Muslims are ordered to go out and do that. 
fight against this in combat. And how come we never, we say it, you say, oh, that's bad, why does your book say so and so? But when Mr. Bush stands on the White House lawn and says he's calling for a war against terrorism, you support that. But Allah said the same thing 1400 years ago, you have to go to war in combat against terrorism. So let's be honest and let's be straight. I'll listen to what you have to say. You listen to what I have to say. But the Quran does not endorse terrorism. It forbids it. And it endorses the war against terrorism. And it's called al-jihad. That's exactly what it is. To strive, struggle, and work in the cause of Allah. To bring about peace in a land where there won't be any other peace unless you do that but only to these limits. Now, these limits, which are established for us, are very clear. 1,400 years ago, we didn't need to have an act of Congress to tell us how much to fight or where to stop. We also came away understanding from Quran that we must treat our prisoners of our enemies with respect. We mustn't torture them nor must we deprive them of their essential needs. We feed them the same food we eat. Nor do we disgrace them by removing their clothing or other acts such as we have heard in the recent past. All of these things were forbidden long before the Geneva Convention. And we didn't need any Patriot Act to put it together. I invite those people who consider legislative proposals and I invite those people who consider writing books and articles on these subjects to look deep into what Islam has presented here and then I do not ask you to take it from me because I'm a Muslim you'll say I'm prejudiced that's fine and I don't want you to go to any Muslim but I would like you to go to a non-Muslim who isn't using prejudice or bias he's using what makes sense by his research and go to Australia to the Reverend Dr. David Milliken, who happens to be 18 years senior and the ABC Broadcasting there for religious services on their network in Sydney and Melbourne. Ask him what he says about this. And if you're in doubt about it, I have a copy of it, a broadcast on our website of what he said about the Sharia of Islam and how he said that because Christianity doesn't really have it, He's calling for the Sharia of Islam to be reestablished on the earth today. Allahu Akbar. Now this is what the result that we found by working constructively with those who are interested in finding a resolution to true peace on this earth and goodwill toward men. This is what the Christians would like. This is what the Muslims would like. And we're not going to be able to achieve that with the middlemen who are making a lot of money and political gain from the opposite. There's no money to be made out of peace. It's true. But there's a lot of goodwill and there's a lot of... For us, as people seeking peace, we see a lot of tranquility in it. Inshallah, visit our website for more about that at Islam Always. We always invite you to come to Islam Always on our website, islamalways.com. Till next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.